So the other day, <laughs> I got a crockpot. And, um, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I got a crock pot and I made some, um, some broccoli beef with it and it's, it's fabulous. How was it, Eric? It was pretty good. Like the meat literally just fell apart. Mm. Like you, you'd think you'd have mm. to like run your, at least you run your fork on it or something, but nope, it just broke as you grab so, it. So I'm hearing this in the context of a crock pot is a toilet. No. And... <laughs> They're 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 having some good. They're splitting some broccoli, beef broccoli, on yes. the crock well, pot. You know what I mean. The fork just slid right over it. <laughs> yes, there was more broccoli beef later, but the first run <laughs> was pretty good. The first run was pretty good. That's all Trigger Gears has been talking about for a whole week is his crock pot and how he's. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, every like, I've been asking everyone for crock pot recipes because my mom has an extra one, so I picked it up from her finally, and we've been making food. That's the only we've been cooking. Well, I cook for it's like, convenient. It you takes about it, four or five out. hours, but <laughs> so, long. so I got to plan out when I'm going to be hang- hungry. Please send in crock pots. Please yeah, send everybody, crock everybody. pot recipes. Any recipes, really? Let's because I only have one right them. now. We'll talk I've, I've about them. All right, we'll make uh, them, and they'll be at the beginning of the video. Here's a good, here's a good one. Ranch chicken. It's like a ranch chicken recipe. You pretty much just put chicken breasts in there, and you throw in some chicken broth, and then you just cover it in ranch seasoning. Oh. So good. Then, Wait, no, uh, ranch chicken thighs. Chicken? chicken thighs. Yeah, it's like a ranch chicken. So it sounds do, weird. Uh, it's really good. What do you mean weird? It makes like a ranch. Ranch as a marinade? No, you ranch seasoning, not like. Oh, oh. Like, I thought ranch. you meant like Hidden Valley. Ugh. You just pour yeah. a ranch on the chicken. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no, no, no. You use the ranch seasoning to season it, and then like it makes a really that's nice. marinating. It's pretty good. Liquid. Pretty good. You can roast it, or you can do it in the crock pot, whichever way. I mean, there's more to the recipe than just throwing ranch seasoning on chicken thighs well, in the crock I, I, pot. I hope. <laughs> You're going to ranch uh, your um, thighs. If it were that easy. Please don't. Please don't <laughs> ranch my thighs. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. Anyway. Oh, please so, don't. Thanks, guys, for um, tuning in again. Um, episode number three. Um, please remember to leave a like, leave a comment, subscribe. Um, we'll be trying to do two of these a week. Next week might be kind of weird because um, Tyler over here is moving. Yeah, BitBoy. But um, today we'll be talking about uh, Darling in the Franks. We're not outside, are we? So why does it matter what's happening outside? It's distracting. Thank you. I can't hear it. I can't hear it either, so I guess you're the only one. I can hear it. I have secret sonar vision. What? What? (laughs) Something you didn't know about me all these these years. Make it rain, Eric. I I want to see it rain. Oh, wait, you can't the do camera? that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Darling yeah. and the Franks. You can't yeah. do that. I brought it back. I brought it back. You're getting off track. Nice, nice, nice. Like All right, so um, it'd be kind of good if we, you know, gave some summaries, assuming that not everyone has seen every show we've seen. So, yes, um, yes. You got and one for us, Tyler? Yeah, I do. Okay, so set the stage. You're early 2018. You haven't really been in the anime. Maybe you have. I don't know. Darling, the Franks comes on the screen. But place you got this like purple-haired girl. You got this really plain, black-haired Japanese kid. Um, it's very interesting that the the way it looks is there. But basically, the show is set in a post-apocalyptic future in which humanity lives in these big old pods. They call they're called them plantations. And so all the uh, people live inside of there. And then there is a threat called the Klaxosaurs. They're pretty much just giant mech dinosaurs that are attacking the humans. And then 
the children in the show are called parasites. And what they do is they pilot these mechs called Franks to fight the Klaxosaurs to defend humanity. So that's basically the gist of the show is following around this squad of parasites as they first become these Franks pilots, these mech pilots, and they learn how to interact with each other and deal with like their emotions as growing children, as becoming teenagers and through puberty. And so each that's it's important to know that each Franks is piloted by a male and female pair. That's pretty common in mech, I believe, where the it, there's two pilots and the pilots connect through like a mind connection or whatever and they both pilot together. It's it populates what's done in um, Pacific Rim. That's how they pilot their mechs there. A lot of mechs shows or things do that where the idea is, oh, it's such a big thing, it needs two minds to control how big it is, and yeah. whatever. So, Darling of the Franks is no exception to that trope for mechs. Um, but beyond that, it's it's a, it's a pretty interesting show when you look at it, and that's basically the world for it. Post-apocalyptic world, thousands of hundreds of years into the future, mechs defending humanity against and some mysterious threat. No, I think it's the near future. I think that's like the now. Like some of the characters that's... are born in our time, and it kind of goes no, into no, no. one. One is, but it was hundreds of years ago, I believe. Oh, okay. I don't. Maybe it was like a hundred or so, but let me let me double check. It's not super important how far away it is, but the the point is the show is basically society fell shortly after a golden age happened after the 21st century. It's not super important at what point of time it's in, but what's important is that society fell after our time a little bit in the future. So near future, post-apocalyptic world. Okay. Well, see, when I first came across the show, um, I was just like starting to binge a bunch of shows, and this is kind of like the show that really got me into anime. Um, and... I remember going through it, and it stopped at, like, episode 5. And I'm like, what the heck? Where's the other episodes? And then I realized there's seasonal anime. And then I was like, oh, no. And I, I, I hated the fact that I had to wait weekly for the new new episode. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that, too. Because I wasn't super into seasonal anime, either. I, I didn't realize it existed either at that point. until so Xavier was freaking, hey, God, you have to. Oh, darling in the Franks, it's really weird, and you'll probably look at it and be like, "Why would I watch that?" But you gotta watch it. You'll open it up and you'll. Play like <laughs> and I freaking I opened it up and I was hooked. I even got my wife, me and my wife, watched it together. We were super excited every Saturday or Sunday, whatever it happened. We'd sit down, we turn it on, and we watch it together. It's it's a great. I think it was a lot better back when it was fresh. It was yeah. a really, really good seasonal anime. Like you, you jump into it. It was really exciting to watch the world unfold every week. It was huge in in the anime community. People were, everybody was watching. It was really great mm-hmm. to go into it and talk about it. And it, it really, it, I don't know if I've watched anything like that since, where I was into it as much as I was this one. Other animes, I really liked them, but I was never like super hooked. so hooked into. It. I don't know. Yeah. Not really since Naruto that I've been that no, hooked on no, the show no, yeah. weekly, and yeah, that's, that's true. It's been years. And usually, I wait for them to be done. Except for My Hero, I watch My Hero, but that's that's a little different. Another exception to the rule. Yep. Well, 
what's different about it is My Hero is, is it, it was an established franchise or an established series. We season one happened a few years ago, and we got into it when there was already. A, I got into it when season one was already complete, and season two was going on, mm-hmm. and that's when I got into My Hero. So there was already an established world and everything. There was backstory, and there was a manga for it that people were into. There was an established fan base. But Darling and the Franks came out of nowhere. It yeah. was just. It was made it's by another Trigger. Seasonal. Another yeah. seasonal anime yeah. by Trigger. Trigger did Kill a Kill, which was a really popular and people loved Kill a Kill. And so that the poll came from Studio Trigger. And people were interested A1 in too, it. yeah. Yeah, and yep. A1 as well. And A1 does, I don't remember what A1 has done. Uh, they've done a lot of stuff. They've, they've done, done the things. Yeah, they've done the things for sure. They've done things. But, but so it's like, uh, the thing about Darling and Franks is, well, some people call it like, Franks. I, I hear them use Franks in the show, so that's how I say it. But anyways, um, Franks. so most shows are like in some sort of like Japanese setting or like some like pretty generic fantasy setting or whatever. Yeah, Something like, that's uh, already done. But Darling, European. yeah, yeah. But Darling has its own brand new like kind of like world. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really seen before. It's like People, there's almost like wasteland, and people are like reduced to like these bubbles that are protected by these children. It was piloting mechs. It was, it's a new experience, and that's what really yeah. pulled me in. It was so that's unique. Very, and yeah, unique. They're very different from what most animes are brave enough mm-hmm. to go into because most animes just stick to like you know we'll keep to what the world base is. You know, kind of what we have now. Uh, or they'll alter small things. But this is much more than a small change. It's completely changing just how the whole world is looked at, you know? And it's hard to make an anime to build a whole world that's completely different and at the same time still keep it somewhat understandable and relevant in under 24 episodes. And obviously, yes. you got to do it even less than that, you know, of course. Yeah. Just to make yeah. sure it's understandable within a few episodes. So what hooked me on this was not just... The world building. I mean, it was that was fantastic. The uniqueness of it was fantastic. But at, that's what brought me into it, the world building. But then you stay around because the character development, the characters in the show are so good. Like these yeah. these characters are amazing. You you love them. You want to follow them. You're like you care about where they're going. You care about the relationships they develop with each other. These ten kids are written very well in the setting that they have and. It's it's really incredible and interesting to watch them grow because the world in which they live is a world that is empty of everything that we know as a society as, as people right now. There's no there's none of, none of this world that we understand or know. They're not taught about emotion. They're not taught about love. They're not taught about relationships with other people. These kids grow up not know pretty much isolated to just themselves, and yeah. they don't have an understanding of how basic society is supposed to work. They're innocent. They're, they're like... Completely innocent. And yeah. It's, and ignorant. Yeah, and it's amazing because they... The children are basically treated as the viewer in a sense. The viewer knows only as much as the children do Yeah. at first. <laughs> at first. Uh, and you grow and you learn about the world as they do and you're innocent just like them. But right. they're innocent in a way like they don't even know what a kiss is. They don't know yeah. what relationships are. Yeah, knowledge, very small knowledge of things like that. Yeah, and that wonder and awe that you feel is 
with these children. It's pretty cool. So, like, when you mentioned the kiss thing, like, there, there's this very, like, really intense bar of, like, or, uh, there's a lot of, like, sexual themes in this show. There, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot. Kissing, Some of there's the way they pilot the mechs, they freaking, you know. It's a, it's a, you pilot yeah. by doggy style. Very yeah, simple. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's very overt in the first like four episodes and then it's toned down a lot and they get more into the actual it, which is funny because like though they don't know anything about that stuff they're like forced in all these like weird situations that are very um obvious to us but to them it's totally like normal mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's very but. interesting how they do that and uh very apparent also just for the viewers there's there's some fan service in the show definitely like like I mean, the the mechs the themselves intro, there's plenty of it in the engine uh, just yeah. the mechs themselves they have boobs yeah what's like, that? why would the the mechs need to have boobs <laughs> some of the while the world is great it suffers from anime being an anime i think and this is what turns a lot of people mainstream people off from anime is these kinds of things where the over sexualization of characters for no reason other than to sell figurines, basically. Um, and it's just so much, some of it's unnecessary. Like, the robots don't need to have boobs. They don't need to be, the robots themselves don't need to be sexualized. It's so weird. Like, when the first time Strelitzia <laughs> um, transforms from her stamping mode in episode one, it's got the exact same um, sequence as in um, Kill a Kill whenever, like, yes. um, Ryuko, like, transforms into her, you know, get-up. Yeah. If you watch it side-by-side, they're very similar. It, yeah, <laughs> well, that's thanks that's, to Trigger. <laughs> it's Trigger. It's Trigger. That's right. what they do. They've got a few things. They over-sexualization of their characters in space. <laughs> that's yeah. what they do. Yeah, so, at the time of recording this, it's what, November 2019, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm still seeing Zero Two memes and posts um, everywhere online and i'm like it's almost been two years right it's almost been two years yeah and like it's just amazing how you know she's still relevant as a character like as like seasons come and go like you know you'll see like characters rise in popularity and then as soon as their show stops airing it just drop kind of like what's that i forgot her face see i already forgot um the girl the pink haired girl from um chica Chica, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chica. yeah. There we she, go. she was oh, great. There was, and uh, then, and then all of a sudden, her show stopped. So, Talia as well. Yeah, yeah. waifu, white. These the idea of a waifu doesn't perpetuate beyond their the life. Length but I'm still show. seeing zero two. But to be honest, yeah. I am a zero two fan. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> there's some bias. There. All I want is for her to call me darling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't need that. I don't need that to happen. Why not? Why, why do you want that? What What is it about her that? That's yes. a good question. What is a What is what, about, what is what zero about two her? That makes Maybe her it's so... the horns. Maybe <laughs> it's the horns. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The horns, man. I'm all about it. I'm all I'm, about I'm a simple guy. That, that... Monster girl. What do you monster want? That girls. monster Masume? Is that what it's called? I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch it. I just know of it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like we got like Zero Two, who's out there. We have a couple of the girls. Like I feel like Rem from uh, what's Re Zero is pretty popular too. Yeah, yeah, she um, is. That that one girl from that um, 
manga is all over the place. That one manga. Kumi? Kami? I don't remember her name. Oh, but she's not really sexualized. She's no, she's people like to keep her like innocent, but they keep her innocent. Yeah, the girl from Dinner from Demon Slayer that she's not sexualized either, but she's talking about she's she's everywhere too. She's She's everywhere too. Like everyone's like, oh, she's so cute. Well, Demon Slayer was Demon Slayer has been going on for it was a two season show. It was twenty four episodes. So Mm -hmm. since that's been over, I haven't seen much of her at all. Right. So even still, you know, I still see her pop up a little bit, but it just finished airing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just finished airing, so that'll just give it a little more off. time, and she'll be gone. But I've, zero two was pretty prevalent because there's this thing called zero Tuesday, and people just post. Oh yeah, zero two, and that still happens. People I think like, I did Tuesday, have one guys. of my phone wallpapers at zero two for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it just stays on. So there's there's a reason for that, and I think I know why. Um, but I want to know what you guys think, or, or why. Or first, I want to know why Xavier's so obsessed with her still. <laughs> <laughs> just okay, so. As I rewatched it, you know, in English this um, time, just to prepare for this, um, you know, I liked all the characters' voices in the dub, but Zero Twos was off. Like, in the English, she's very um, mature. She's very almost like mature. forced sexy on me. Yes. Where in Japanese, it's very organic. It's very um, kind of real. It's just like that fits her character and her voice kind of connect, especially when she says darling. But um, I don't know. In, Japanese... in English, it seems, seems kind of weird. I liked everyone else's yeah. voice, but Zero Two's is kind of it was too old. It was it was more it was too seductive. She was like the voice actor, the English voice actor was trying to be oddly seductive. I don't know why. I would say oddly as much yeah. as I would well, say like I would, it was of, o- like it was overtly it was obvious. It was, it was obvious, but that's what I mean. Oddly, like it was kind of out of place with the rest of the show. Where I understand Zero Two's character is kind of like she's aware of the innocence that the other characters have, so she kind of plays off that. She plays like, the naughtier part, um, yeah, where as she, all of all the characters. Yeah, she's kind of like she knows about kissing, she knows about sex, like she knows these taboo subjects that the other characters don't, and so she kind of like shows them, and pushes them toward that. But that doesn't mean she has to be this oddly seductive character and. Right. The Japanese white actor sounds like a seventeen-year-old girl, and yeah. who, who may have been, who may have been forced to mature beyond her years simply because of her circumstances, which is it fits her so well. But the English voice actor sounds like a thirty-year-old woman trying to sleep with a like a dude, <laughs> like a dad or something. Yeah, like she goes to the school and she's like, "Hey, big boy." So, uh, you want to be my darling? Hey, guys, I just dropped off my three-year-old. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> like, that's, that's, it's, it's strange. It doesn't really just fit. dropped off my darling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to be my darling now? It's so weird. I don't like it. Me, personally, I honestly, at the beginning of the series, I did not like Zero Two at all. I found her very annoying. I was like, oh, my gosh, this woman is just so, like, uh, possessive and just like she just seems to bother me a lot. I don't know what about her kept bothering me, but I was just like, I do not like Zero Two. But until after you get the flashback episode, and then you see her after flashback episode, you and Hero gets all of his you know memories back. You start thinking like, wow, okay. Now I my point of view, my my opinion of Zero Two has changed quite a bit, and then you, I grew to like her a lot more. Uh, mostly just because of her story, her, her background, she's, and everything just changed a, my opinion of her. 
and which really which just really makes me realize that you can't really judge a character just off the face of him you know so so this is this is what i think about zero two and why she's so popular and why people fell in love with her it has to do with hero hero more than it has to do with zero two Okay. And Hito is your basic, bland anime protagonist. A lot of shows do this. A lot of anime shows or anime games have your basic protagonist. They, just have, they all have the same haircut. Because they want, them, and that's, they want they us to project ourselves yes, onto them. Exactly. They want the viewers to be able to project themselves onto this faceless like mold. And so Hito doesn't have a lot of character. He does in a, in a because of zero two, but if you take zero two away, Hito is barely. He's very dependent he does, on her. He, well, look yeah, at what he was on the first episode before he met her. He was yeah, boring. Exactly. He couldn't he's do just, anything. He can't do anything. He doesn't. <laughs> he like gives up easily. He's just like, I just go with the flow, man. I do whatever they tell me, and he only gains purpose because of zero two. And his character is only interesting because he's involved with zero two. But that's the the purpose of that is so that the viewers can project themselves onto it. And so what they see, especially the target audience, I would say, would be ages like a 16 to 24 single male. That's the target <laughs> audience for the show. And it does, that doesn't have to be the only people who watch it, but that's like who they're gearing it toward. So when you take yourself and put it in there, if you're that person, you see Zero Two as this... It's kind of like the same thing as a knight in shining armor woman where a woman wants a man to come into her life sweep her off her feet pick her up and save her from things zero two is the same way she comes into hero's life and he's failing and he's kind of boring his life's boring he's not going to where it goes but this girl this mysterious girl who's got the sexual maturity that he doesn't have comes in sweeps him off his feet and says you can be i'm i want you specifically you're mine and she just comes out of nowhere and then just instantly wants him, takes him, and then lets him accomplish his goals. And so the idea there is it's the fantasy of having a girl come and only want you and be very possessive over you. And it's like, I want this person and this person alone, and I'm attached to this man. And that, that's kind of what the idea is, I think, and that's why people are so attached to it. I've never thought of it that way. You know, that's a good point. No, no, a lot of shows, uh, not many shows do that. Yeah, no, it's it's it was a genius character development on, on their part for that. But mm-hmm. I think that's why she's so lucrative is because she's kind of like um like I said, it's it's the female equivalent of a knight in shining armor for man. It's well, we kinda have her counterpart in Ichigo. Uh, yeah, where exactly. they're kinda similar, like Ichigo wants to like help Hero and help him accomplish his goals and wants to keep him around and keep him happy and she really cares about him since day one mm-hmm. really but um she isn't compatible with him in the way that like like he she can't pilot the mech with him but no hero can with zero too mm-hmm. so yeah. she feels kind of useless like like hey i can i can only do so much for you but zero two can like pick up the rest and she feels this like weird like jealousy towards her and she might not even yeah. understand it's jealousy but um Right. Um, think of it this way. So, at its core, Darling in the Franks is a high school romance anime disguised as a mech anime. That's what it is. If you take away all of the mechs and all of the post apocalyptic stuff, what we have left 
is a romance between teenagers. There's a there's love there's a love triangle. It's like a love square. It's like a love yeah. everything. It's it's a love zero two zero Ichigo. You got Ikuno. It's it Goro, is, it we got a, freaking everyone. Got everyone Fatoshi loves everyone. Wanting Kokoro, yeah. and then, and then a, she wants to swap with the other. Yeah, yeah. Stuff it's a like nice, that, you know. It's yeah, it's a it's a nice, interesting look at the development of like teenage relationships. And as a introverted teenager, the kind of person that watches anime, really, what they want or what they think they want as a teenager especially, is a girl who is going to be as bold as Zero Two. Where Ichigo is the kind of girl that, yeah, she, she may like Hiro, but she doesn't go out and take what she wants. She stands there and she expects Hiro to make the first move. And as a teenage teenager, a teenage boy especially, I think what they want is a girl to come and approach them and to say, hey, I like you, you're cute, you want to go out with me? As opposed to a girl who may like them and play the games where she's like, ah, I like him, but I want him to come after me. Which you is know, like that's Ichigo. kind of what Ichigo does, yeah. Yeah. And so if we take all the stuff and put them in a high school, that's what it is. Zero Two is the new girl in school who finds a new finds this guy and she's like, I like him. I'm bold. I'll take what I want. He goes, Hey, Ito, let's go on a date. And Ichigo's like, But I liked him first. Well, I can't tell him how I feel because that's scary. And he was like, "Well, she likes me. I'm gonna, you know, go with the flow kind of thing." And that's what right. a teenage boy wants. They want a girl. She to likes come me. up to them. And yeah, I, and be, you know, <laughs> well, Ichigo was bold. Halfway through the series, like she basically told her as it is. She's like, "I do not want you to be with Zero Two. Like, I want you to stay because I love you." And I've always she was too late you. though. Just, but it was too late. And guess who was watching? Good boy Goro back there. And then he gets <laughs> oh, destroyed, Goro. and I'm over here like, oh. oh, oh. Secretly, like, we're all hero, but we're all also Goro. <laughs> we all wanted Goro in our lives to Goro. pick up. Vote Goro for of... best husbando of the century. <laughs> Godro is his true name. He is, he, is Goro, he is the bro of the century. This guy. This guy. I he want, puts away his feelings wants... and tries to even set up Ichigo and Hero. And I'm like, yeah. man, I wouldn't do that. You see the flashbacks between them, and you're just like, man, Goro, I feel so, so bad. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, and you don't care about spoilers, we've been talking about spoilers for this whole time, but if, <laughs> if you don't care about them, and you're not going to go watch it, or you don't want to hear or understand what we're talking about, Goro is Ito's best friend. He is mech partners with Ichigo. Um, Goro loves Ichigo. Ichigo loves Hiro. Um, Ichigo doesn't really return the feelings, reciprocate towards Goro. And so we've got this weird love triangle. So Hiro loves Hiro 2, Ichigo loves Hiro, Goro loves Ichigo. And when Goro tells that to Ichigo and she doesn't reciprocate, he's like, you know, that's fine, Ichigo. I just want you to be happy. You, you, Your happiness means more to me than you reciprocating love back. I just wanted you to know um, we can still be friends. We can still hang out. You know, we're, we're cool, right? And Ichigo's like, man, girl, you're the best. And he does the same thing to and to Hito and Zero Two. He's like, "You guys are great. I'm gonna do whatever I can to keep you guys together. I'm gonna keep you guys propped up. I'm gonna help you, Hito. I support you. You're my best bro. He's just a great guy. I love him." Yeah. See, that reminds me of the other triangle that we got. We got Kokono. I love that one. Futoshi and Mitsuru. Mm-hmm. It it's like big guy Futoshi. He really likes his partner. 
Kokoro. Yeah. And then, um, but she, she's like, ah, you're cool. You're nice. You're nice. <laughs> Calls him the nice guy. Doesn't really. It's replies. <laughs> Kokoro basically has friend zoned Katoshi. Basically, <laughs> That's basically what's happening. And she, yeah, he even, she even tells him like, yeah, I'll always be your partner. I'll always be your partner. And then she's just can like, I swap? Can I swap? <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, she didn't want to hurt his feelings, but she's just too nice to say. No. Oh, man, when they swapped and Futoshi <laughs> broke down, man, I was right there with him. I was like, oh. <gasps> yeah, no, I'll be honest, though. At the very beginning, I was laughing my head off. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is hilarious. But then after he was, like, down on the ground crying, I was like, okay, actually, no, I can't do that now. Okay, I, I, I know how he feels now. Okay. When, I, when I first watched it, I was on... Kotoshi's side. I was like, yeah, Kokoro, you suck. But you have to be so mean. I watched up the second time I watched it, I was like, man, Kotoshi, you're kind of creepy. I was on Kokoro's yeah. side the second time. I was like, I have to completely understand. I'm sorry, Kokoro. You were in the right the entire time. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, this our relationships are. You need, they're two different sides. You gotta balance sides, the creep and, out. Hey. hey. <laughs> Like, you can understand both sides, honestly. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can, can. You can. You <laughs> definitely can. Like, Kotoshi was overly possessive, and Kokoro was kind of giving out the, the wrong six. She was leading him on, I would think. Mm-hmm. And that's why people didn't like her. She didn't, but she wasn't leading him on on purpose. She was doing it because she was like, Kotoshi, you're, my, you're a good friend of mine. And she didn't expect to, like, have this arc with Mitsuru where they, like, they kind of, they fall in love. Yeah, but remember, they don't even know what love is, you no, know, so don't. it's like, they it's don't. not like she's, like, trying to, like, hurt him or anything. It's yeah. just, like, they're developing these feelings, they have no idea what their names are. Yeah. And they and meet so, each like, other at this garden just all the time, not even on purpose. Well, maybe her a little bit, but she goes over there to take care of the flowers. He's there because it's a lonely place that he can mm-hmm. just be on his own and think. And she cuts his hair, and just it just it's, changes, they, and they kiss, yeah. you know? It's they just... just it develops. Yeah, they develop, yeah. but their relationship developing makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's like, and it's not necessarily, it's just that, I don't know what really what I'm saying, but Futoshi and Kokoro kind of are together or because of circumstance. You know, they're told that these are your partners, this is what you have to be. And so Futoshi's like, yeah, that's great. Kokoro, you're the best. And Kokoro's like, yeah, I like Futoshi. He's a cool guy. I'm with him. And that's just how it is. But then... She kind of discovers as they grow up and they all are starting to hit puberty and discover their feelings and dig into their emotions more. She she realizes that, you know, I kind of like Mitsuru more. And as they talk, she they, they do. They fall in love. And it's great. It's really it's really nice mm-hmm. how that develops between the two of them. And it sucks for Futoshi. But, I mean, come on, man. That's how it is. So, That's how it goes. You gotta... So, yeah, spoiler. But um, what do you guys... Going from that, how do you guys feel about the wedding and the aftermath of that? I, so what happens is they go to this big grand fight and then a giant hand comes down and crushes the plantation of Squad 13 of all our characters. And then they're kind of abandoned and left in their pod of the world in this like garden area. They're on their own. No one's coming to help them. And so they spend months there without any outside influence at all, trying to figure out how to live and how to do their life. And so this kind of happens after a certain arc, and then this goes on for like three or four episodes, I think, before they move on to something else. 
I liked it. A lot of people didn't like it. I, I thought it was nice. I think the strength of the show was in the characters yeah. and the characters discovering themselves, not the mech fights. The mech fights were always lackluster, and the whole world behind it was really cool, but it was always secondary to these to characters, the characters. Yeah, discovering themselves. And so the reason that, they're always in the intro, all of yeah. them, single, as single characters. They're huge. Yeah, yeah. And they... That's the strength of the show. So when they focus on them completely, it makes a lot of sense. And I think I loved it. I, I I was a big fan of it. I know a lot of people weren't because it wasn't. It was why not? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I know I, some I, people I, didn't like the arc after there's that. No think, there's no action. There's no goal. There's no well. Okay, there's no goal, but, but I don't know. I think it was how slow paced it was. It was very slow after this. Because not much happened. It was mostly characters growing together and character, character development. development. Yes, and that's what it was. So it was a very slow pace after that. Where not not a lot happened. I think that's what people didn't like. But I loved it. I loved just spending time with these characters, and it was great to see them develop in that capacity. Yeah, almost like they're filler, but but like not really. Not because no, that's, yeah. that's what's going on with our characters. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, if it's, I admit, but oh, I was gonna say like it's not really filler because you know they're you know learning more about themselves and um, it does kind of lead into the next arc where they get taken away, their feelings get basically ripped out of them, um, with their minds being altered, their memories, and they kind of have to like start over. They're like, okay, we've been a little bit too bold with our. Um, you know, execution of things, you know, with our relationships. Um, turns out that, you know, Papa and the people who govern society don't want to keep all this in a hush-hush. And um, mm-hmm. kind of leads to new questions like, why is this stuff not allowed? Like, why aren't we allowed to love? Why aren't we allowed to reproduce? Why aren't we allowed to, like, you know, do these things? Why is this, like, forbidden taboos? And then as they discovered those things and they discovered that they're bad um it kind of leads into like the next arc well all of that's kinda. thrown out the window <laughs> they, they, they then, developed yeah. that they developed that and they're like oh, oh, all these questions how are these characters gonna reconcile living in the world where all of that stuff is frowned upon and looked at as bad like what do they do to overcome this and then space aliens destroy everything space that's it and then it's like we don't even answer aliens, man. This is the second because... anime where aliens have ruined the uh, this series. We talked about Naruto and how aliens kind of <laughs> oh, ruined yeah. this series, and now we're that. talking about Darling in the Franks oh, and aliens are ruining the end of this series. It's it's just the do. show is like stocks. It's like yeah, and then yeah. it's like aliens. <laughs> Naruto, boom, darling. Boom. <laughs> well, at least it kind of goes back up, but still, like oh my god. It... Oh yeah, spoiler. It builds <laughs> all of those questions, and you're like, how are they going to handle this? How are they going to get through this? And then it's like, well, they don't need to get through it because aliens destroyed civilization again anyway, so Boom. it doesn't even matter, bro. You know, it's it's like, I oh, remember talking okay. to you about this, Tyler, when it was airing. We're like, man, this show is really good. Like, There's so many questions and not enough answers, and that's what's keeping me coming back. I really like the world building, the slow pace, the slow cook, like the crock pot. And yeah, ah. and then all of a sudden, <laughs> next episode, it's like, all right, we're gonna turn it up a little bit. We're gonna dump all this info on you, and then we're like, all right, the show's dead. 
Yeah. It ruined. It, it really it took one episode to just turn you around. Yeah, really? it did. Because they were the pace at which they were revealing things was great. I loved it. You just slowly learned about the world as the characters did, and then they just one episode ignore all these children. We're gonna follow Doctor Franks. He's the <laughs> scientist who made the whole world happen. Let's look at. Let's go through his journal and see what he did. Let me explain to you everything. Explain <laughs> the entire world through like a narration with a PowerPoint presentation, basically. <laughs> They're like, this is the world of Darwin and the Franks. Basically, through, and so far through the show, we never had the story through like his like point of view. Yeah, we never. And then all of a sudden, like it is in his point of view, and he's explaining. Everything that's happened since, like, you know, 2000. Um, mm-hmm. And why the world is the way it is. And I was like, do we really need to know all this stuff? Because that's not nope. why we're here. We're here for the characters. We're here to, like, it's see fun. what happens with, like, Zero Two but and Zero with Mitsuru and Kokoro. Interesting know? in another show. If yeah. that's the show, it's in, it's, if that's how the show is from the beginning, that's that's interesting. But it's it's getting the way of itself. It's it's that mech anime and this post-apocalyptic world anime that kind of takes the forefront and they put the characters in the back when the entire story was built on the characters in the first place. And instead of using the world that they built to drive the plot forward with these characters, they're like, all right, we don't need characters anymore. We just need full-on plot. That's Boom. It. And they, they switch places where this high school romance becomes the back burner and then your mech anime becomes the front. But there's no, like, there's no transition period between the two. There's no, like, lead-up to it. It's just, boom, we're swapped, guys. Everything we've built, burn it down. Here's the new, here's the real story. You've been duped. Right? Right? They, like, (laughs) double-duped us. They're they're like, okay, here's the real origin of the world, like, the background, the whatever... And then they flip that over again. They're like, aliens. The episode. <laughs> they're like, now that you understand everything, we're going to toss it all out because aliens. Aliens. Uh, and then, yeah. Lost me and it, Yeah, it lost, it lost everyone, really. is. But it ends on a really good note, though. It does. It does it turn it around. Very, very nicely. It, it does. The very last point of it, it ends almost perfectly for what they did. If they they could have ended it almost the exact same way if they got rid of all the space stuff. They they wouldn't have the giant monster zero you know, two bright weird wedding neck thing. That that was weird. It was. <laughs> but the way it ends, the very ending moment where spoilers, if you don't know this by the way, where Zero Two and Hito sacrifice themselves to save humanity, and then their souls basically are enshrined in this tree, this immortal tree as like a tribute to them yeah. and what they do and it's beautiful it's it's really cool how mm-hmm. they like they get to they never actually got to live their lives together and that's what they wanted to do but they get to rest forever in this beautiful place together and that ending is perfect they it's it's a tragic but it's also happy at the same time yeah they, and the they way kind of almost get really reincarnated stupid. Yeah, they kind of. It's do. almost they like they're reincarnated, you know. Yeah, yeah. We like, see like two similar separate. characters meet. Yeah, and that's great. Tree. Really that's good, really good ending. And yeah. even all the other characters in the series that we've been loving also get their own respective great endings. You yeah, know? they do. They do endings that make sense. 
that too. That like they build up to a, a really good point. Like Kutoshi finds a girl from another plantation. They they hit it off. Um, Ikuno's a lesbian, and she like you forgot to mention that. Ikuno, yeah, I, you know, like not everyone got that, but I did notice it. Like the first part where she, yeah, yeah, that was a really good like, reveal. No, I'm not. She's like I'm not interested in the boys or anything. And then mm-hmm. Zero Two like licks the back of her neck, and then she got. So that was like one of her only scenes in the whole series where she jumps. Yeah, I was like, I just caught yeah. that. Yep, that that's was where you got it. it. Yep, okay. that's that's an that's example. That's an example of a good foreshadowing, a good like subversion of expectation, I guess. That where was the boy versus was girl episode. I prepared. saw it. Prepared, it was prepared, and we knew there's something up with Ikuno. And then she's like, Ichigo, I love you. I don't like boys. I like girls. And you're like, Ah, oh, that makes sense. And it's cool. You're like, oh, a good up. twist. A good twist will always make you go, oh, I get it now. <laughs> I see. Exactly. see. A bad twist will make you go, why? What? What's Space the point? aliens. <laughs> yeah, they'll, just, they'll just go, okay, that's ridiculous. Um, so that that's, I like that. So anyway, Ichigo or uh, Ikuno finds a, a lovely lady last to be with, and Ichigo and Koro work out their stuff, and Goro becomes like a world traveler to settle populations around the world, and they're together. They have kids, whatever you know. They learn how to farm and a happy cool. ending. You know, it's a happy know. ending. It's a happy ending. It's tragic but happy, and it makes sense. The way they got there was really stupid, but the way it ended it was great. It was great. Like episode yeah, like one through like fifteen, great, and then like you know twenty two, yeah. and then whatever up to twenty two was weird. Here's and what then, you do: boom. watch. One through to the wedding episode, skip to the last episode, and skip to like halfway through the last episode. Boom! There's your there's your show. There's mm-hmm. your perfect show. Whatever happens in between, you make it up as long as it doesn't involve aliens. And then, <laughs> great show. So, as as wrapping it up, like overall, like rating, I give this I'd like say, a good like. I will give it a. Out of what? On a scale of 100. Uh, 10. Out of a scale of 10. <laughs> oh. If we're doing a scale of 10, it's 8.5. I would, I would recommend this show. I, if it was just, a letter grade, I'd give it a B plus. Despite the ending of it, I would say it has at least um, up to a 4 on the fan top. What? Oh. <laughs> Isn't 4 max? Uh, some of them have 5. I don't know. The ones that I have are 4 is the highest. <laughs> I feel like the only thing that's not making it go higher is just the big turnaround at the end. If I wasn't as turnaround as I was, I'd probably give it higher. Okay. So my, that's the my only rating, thing that's really putting My rating back. is going to be the second to highest fan rating, not oscillating. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then and uh, Tyler's ratings. Solid here. six out of nine would watch again. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I would, yeah, yeah, it's 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 worth it to watch for the character developments all the way up to it, it's worth the watch. It definitely is. I recommend it. Uh, that's my second highest fan stating, not awesome. So Good I don't know what that scale. means. It's figure it out, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, well, uh, I just recommend that we all watch one piece. Nope. Yeah, Anyways, no. disregard that. Um, remember, <laughs> please subscribe. Like, do all those fun things. You can find us on Twitter, and you can um, get updates for our next show and um, just our thoughts. Maybe some memes. You never know. 